Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined this week by Greg Brown. How are you doing, Greg? Good evening, yes, I'm very well. Good, good. And we are also joined by Slips Tips again. How are you doing, Grant? Very well, thanks. Delighted to be back. Good stuff. Now, are we really excited about having the Premier League back? In Belarus, yeah, delighted. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Uh, no, I think, well, I don't know. Did you tune into last night's offerings from the Premier League? I didn't personally, but I did tweet saying that if anyone says football is now back, please remove me from Twitter and <laughs> unfollow me. But I didn't catch any of the games last night. Yeah, it was quite a disappointing start, really, until David Luiz decided that it needed a bit of excitement. Yeah, David Luiz, he brought it to life. First game was quite forgetful, other than the controversial incident with the the goal that wasn't. Um, but yeah, I was really looking forward to the Premier League returning, but um, it was a bit of an anticlimax, I thought. Yeah, it was. Although I suppose the, the Bundesliga even took a wee while to kick into gear uh, in its first week as well. So hopefully come the weekend things will pick up a wee bit and there's pretty much a full card across Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday and we've also got the Championship to look forward to. So I know I joked a few weeks ago about actually being able to get a coupon on but this looks like the first week that we might be able to do that and get two, three, four selections on the one line. Too many too many matches for my liking. Much mm, prefer a smaller smaller cards. I think this Saturday there must be so many games on. And you're looking at leagues and teams that really unless you're looking at that league in depth, it's gonna be a real struggle. Yeah, it's going to be a brave man to take on some of the Premier League games, the championship games. Unfortunately we've got a brave man here in Grant. You're going to have a look at a couple of games for us later into the podcast, aren't you? Yeah, I'm gonna put my neck on the line and dip into a couple <laughs> of the English games, but I'll have a look at the Bundesliga before I do that. Yeah, we're not ready to ditch the Bundesliga yet. We've got what, two games left there until the end of the season. And obviously Bayern have been crowned champions, but there's still plenty to play for top and bottom. Yeah, absolutely. Title got wrapped up um, in midweek by Bayern, but still plenty to play for at the bottom when it comes to the, the second automatic relegation place and the, the playoff spot. Um, and there is still also a battle for the final European place as well. Mm-hmm. And not to forget the little ones, the little boys in Liga 2, Liga 3 and the Bundesliga 2. I think they've got two rounds of games left in Bundesliga 2 and there's quite a few games left in Liga 3. So those leagues have been really good actually. So I think the Bundesliga obviously gets the, the main focus, but those two leagues below that have been really good. Yeah, and to be fair to Grant, he dipped into was it Bundesliga 2 last week for a, a nice winner with Heidenheim. You had them to score two plus and I think yep. they finished 4-1 that one. Yeah, they went on to win 4-1 and they've got a huge game with Hamburg this, this weekend. Um, could go a long way to deciding um, who takes that final playoff place. Yeah, and speaking of the playoffs, the first game we're going to look at is Fortuna v Augsburg and Fortuna are currently in that playoff place at the moment. Yeah, Fortuna Dusseldorf, they occupy um, the relegation playoff swap. Um, so they have plenty to play for and they staged a, a really impressively come back to draw 2-2 away at Leipzig last night and Do you know what, everybody can stage a comeback at Leipzig these days <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's been a, a common theme since the Bundesliga well, The hips of German football <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah. I think they've drawn more games than anyone haven't they Leipzig? Yeah, they've really struggled at home that's what's sort of killed them um, certainly their, their title bids um, sort of faltered because of their, their home mm-hmm. form and yeah, just when it looked like they were going to 
maybe put that right last night, they, there was a late collapse uh, and Dusseldorf picked up what could be a valuable point. Yeah, so they go on to Saturday's game um, really really needing a win to try and get out of that um, 16th place place, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. With only two games to go, um, they are only one point off the, the automatic relegation place as well. So they, they really are drinking in the last chance saloon, you could say. This weekend, they host Augsburg, who are now mathematically safe from automatic relegation. And barring an improbable goal swing, they should avoid finishing in the playoff spot. Mm-hmm. So, as you mentioned, it really is a, a must-win game for Dusseldorf. Um, they're 90-20 to win the game outright, which does appeal. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take a, a slightly more cautious approach um, by using the Bet Builder feature on Bet365. The the bet builder that I like the look of is combining Dusseldorf and the double chance alongside under four match goals, and that comes in at five to six. The, the reason for that is that Dusseldorf they, they are the joint second lowest scorers in the Bundesliga this season, and they've really tightened up at the back since Uwe Rosler um, took the reins back in January. They have only lost three of the thirteen um, league games that he has overseen. And those were against Bayern, Gladbach and Dortmund last Saturday. Quite a cruel defeat against Dortmund. I thought Dusseldorf held their own and maybe were unlucky not to take something from that game. Yeah, I was I was devastated. I actually had Dortmund. Uh, I think I had them to score two goals or something. I can't remember. But watching the game, they played so badly. They deserved nothing from the game. <laughs> and I was actually gutted in the end up that they got their winner. Because it meant that my bet never won, but also it was a three points that I didn't think Dortmund deserved at all. No, absolutely not. And they, I think they were similar last night, Dortmund. Um, they mm-hmm. turned up yeah. at home yeah. to, to Mainz and got turned over 2-0 at home. Um, so yeah, Dusseldorf, definitely signs of improvement over the last few weeks, either side of the break. Um, in terms of the sort of goals total angle, seven of Augsburg's last eight games have seen under three and a half goals land. And I think just given what's at stake here, I'm not expecting a high-scoring game. Um, I think it could be quite a nervy, quite a, a cagey affair, but I yeah. do fancy Fortuna to take something from the game, so going to take the, the slightly safer approach with the bet builder there. OK, so that's your first bet, which is Fortuna Dusseldorf, double chance and under three and a half match goals at 5-6 to six with bet 365. Um, and you want to have a look at another game in Germany, uh, Hoffenheim v Union Berlin on Saturday? Yeah, staying in the Bundesliga, as I mentioned earlier, there is quite a, a tightly contested battle for the final European place, um, which is still to be settled heading into the final two rounds of fixtures. So just one point separates Wolfsburg, Hoffenheim and Freiburg, who are all competing to qualify for next season's Europa League. As you mentioned, the, the fixture I'm going to focus on is the Hoffenheim match. They host Union Berlin on Saturday. Hoffenheim boosted their chances of finishing in sixth place when they won 3-1 away at Augsburg in midweek. And they'll come up against a Union Berlin side who brilliantly sealed Bundesliga's survival with two games to go. They were widely expected to go down, but they've really exceeded the expectations and to stay up with two games to go, it's a really brilliant achievement for them. Um, they can put that down to their home form. They have lost 10 of their 16 away games this season, conceding 34 goals in the process. And nine of their 10 defeats have um, been in games that featured over one and a half match goals. And eight of the last nine have seen over two and a half land. 
So given that they're mathematically safe and that Hoffenheim still have plenty to play for here, I'm happy to back the home win in over 1.5 match goals at 17-20 to 20 with Coral. Okay, yeah, as you say, Hoffenheim still got plenty to play for, chasing that Europa League place. But um, yeah, good to see Union Berlin staying up as well, especially for their fans who have obviously been denied <laughs> that first season in the Bundesliga, um, you know, being able to get behind their team for the for the run-in. So fair play to them for staying up. So, okay, so the bet on that one is Hoffenheim to win and over one and a half goals at 17-20. to 20. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, so we're going to dip into the English Championship for your next bet and have a look at QPR's game with Barnsley and QPR have been one of Greg's favourites this season at home. Yeah, fully aware they've been a a podcast favourite later on in the season. Um, So yeah, the English Championship gets back up and running this weekend. I'm a bit wary from a a betting perspective with it being the first weekend back and with the form book pretty much going out the window. And also, of course, there'll be no fans there, as we know. Um, but looking at the cards, I, I do think there could be some value to be had in, in the QPR v Barnsley match. Mark Warburton's sides, they currently lie 13th in the table and they may still harbour ambitions of making a push for the playoffs. I think they're only six points adrift out of the top six and they'll be coming up against a, a Barnsley side to prop up the table. Uh, and QPR went into the enforced break in quite good nick. They had avoided defeat in six league games and there's been no shortage of entertainment in their games this season, especially at home, where they are um, the highest scoring team in the Championship. And overall, only West Brom and Brentford have found the net more times than QPR this season, meaning that they've actually scored more goals than league leaders Leeds, which is quite some feat considering where they are on the table. Um, Barnsley, as we mentioned, they are in trouble. They're at the bottom of the table, and although they've shown some signs of recovery, I do like the look of two or more QPR goals, which is, is priced up at 10 to 11 with Genting. QPR. I think that's a really good shout in the goals, I think, Grant, in the fact that QPR do concede quite a lot of goals at home. So I think for me, if QPR are to win that match, they're going to have to score two goals. And that's probably why the two goals for QPR is a better bet than QPR to win. Yeah, look. Sorry, looking at the table, there's only, what, two teams that have conceded more goals than QPR this season. So, as we know, Craig, you've backed QPR plenty of times at home on the goals markets. It's often a case that they, they have to score They have to score at least two, sometimes points, three goals to win matches. So there's yeah. no way they'll keep a clean sheet, I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah, and in terms of the two goals, that's something that they've done um, in their last three home matches. And... Overall, it's, it's a bet that's landed on 11 occasions at, at Loftus Road um, so far this season. So against the team who are, are bottom of the table, I think that's a, a nice angle to consider. Yep, I think we're all in agreement there. And the last one you want to have a look at this week is also in England, and it's the 5.30 kick-off between West Ham and Wolves, who have been very impressive on the road this season. Yeah, they have. Um, it's safe to say that both West Ham and Wolves have joined, have enjoyed sorry, slightly contrasting seasons. West Ham are hovering above the relegation zone, while Wills, um they'll start the weekend just two points behind Man United. And they're firmly in the hunt for the, the final Champions League place. Um, they're a team that's really impressed everyone since their promotion. And I think the, the enforced break might have come at a good time for them in particular. Many pundits thought they would struggle to cope with the demands of having to contend with both domestic and European football this season. But... They've managed that really well. That they are competing quite courageously on both fronts. Um, Do you think, Grant, the um, the fact this is behind closed doors probably benefits West Ham 
<laughs> so I think West Ham at home really struggling this season. There's probably quite a bit of pressure now on David Moyes, not having those 50,000 hammers behind them shouting and screaming and booing at them. It's probably beneficial to West Ham that it is behind closed doors. No, it, it was something that came into my thinking. The, the West Ham crowd, they can be quite a hard crowd to please. Um, so yeah, certainly something to, to think about. But then and the cynic in me would say that given how far away they are from the pitch that the fans, <laughs> it might not make too much of a difference. It makes Hamden look like Tynecastle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good point though, because um, I think when things aren't going well, it can be quite a difficult environment to play in, I think. Yeah, I think I seem to remember it got quite toxic under Moyes the, the last time. Um, I think there was a pitch invasion um, during one of their games. Safe to say that won't happen um, this weekend. But yeah, <laughs> you never know. No, um, but yeah, they have had a really poor season so far, and Moyes' reappointment wasn't well received by the West Ham fans. Two league wins from ten since Moyes returned won't have helped win the fans over. And I think the Hammers will be hard tasked when, when trying to overcome a Will side who, as you mentioned, they do tend to perform and better on the road. West Ham, they do have the joint second worst points total at home in the Premier League. They've taken just 15 from 42. They'll be coming up against the Will side who have the fifth best away record in the division. An outright Will's win looks good at odds against of 11 to 10 with, with most bookies. But I do also like the look of the. Wills to score two or more goals at 6-5 with Coral. Um, when you dig slightly deeper, it can be seen that Wills have scored in 11 of their 14 away games, including two or more goals away at the likes of Man City, Spurs, Everton. And they'll be coming up against a West Ham team who have kept just one clean sheet in their last 11 matches at the, the London Stadium. And that stretch of matches has seen the likes of Crystal Palace, Brighton, Newcastle all score at least twice um, when visiting West Ham. And the Hammers have only won four of the last 23 league games. Um, so with that in mind, I'm going to go with Wills to, to score two or more on Saturday at 65. OK, I think that's a really good shout, getting the 65 on. It's particularly good. I can't imagine it will be 65 by kick-off on Saturday. Yeah, I think it's just a nice wee alternative. And as we mentioned earlier, um, it's one of those bets that will go the distance. Whereas if you're backing them out right, then yeah, yeah, there's a bit, a bit more risk with that. Okay, good stuff. And there's one more bet that you wanted to mention in that one as well for a player to get carded. Yeah, another angle to, to keep an eye on here, just as a maybe a wee sort of fun bet for a bit of interest. Um, I really like the look of the 92 that's available for West Ham left back Aaron Cresswell to pick up a card in this match. If Cresswell starts the game and he, if he plays in his traditional left back role, then he could be given the, the thankless task of trying to deal with Will's Adama Triori. Yeah, good um, luck with that. Yeah, he's an absolute <laughs> flying machine um, with his speed and his strength. And 28 of his direct opponents have been booked for fouling him um, this season. So what? Cresswell, say, that, say that again. Um, 28 of his direct opponents have been booked for fouling him this season. That's a so, remarkable stat. Wow. Yeah, incredible. Um, so if Cresswell's given that job this weekend, then I think 9-2 with William Hill looks way too big. And it's also worth mentioning that Cresswell, he's um, not shy when it comes to getting cards. He's seven already racked up seven this season. And the likelihood as well, he won't get substituted either, which is good. So you yeah. should last the full 90 minutes, hopefully. Well, um, it's, it's funny you should say that because I, something that hadn't crossed my mind with the kind of player proposition, but it says that you can now have five subs. Yes. So, the, so the likelihood of a player completing a game has 
it's diminishing all the time with the increased number of subs. So that's maybe just something to be wary of if you're taking on goal scorer bets or card bets. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's certainly something, certainly something to, to have a think about. Um, I mean, that could be this weekend's nap. Nine to two, that is. Wow. Yeah, it's a really good shout. Okay, good stuff. We'll get you to recap those shortly once Greg's done with his bets, but we're going to have a look at Belarus now with Greg. Thank you. So, um, quick review of match day 13. So, really pleased that the nap landed again for the seven seventh weeks, week. Is it? Yeah, seven weeks in a row now. So, really, really consistent in the nap, which is really pleasing. Yeah. Very um, good. Dynamo Breast again do what Dynamo Breast do every week, and they hit 11 plus match corners in that game. They lost the match 7 4 in corners, and they got a man sent off after 65 minutes. So that kind of put paid to the six plus um, breast corners, actually, which is a bit annoying because I think when I spoke to you last week, Torpedo were actually written down, first of all, for Torpedo to get six plus match corners. And I've gone and switched it just based on Dynamo Breast, great great team corner performances. So (laughs) it was one of those weekends where I think it was three winners, three losers. The map one, it was a profitable weekend, but we're probably over the last couple of weeks two or three winning bets like just due to a bit of bad luck to be honest with you and yeah. mostly to do with sendings off yeah. I think Root Brest got a man off as well in the second match they were 1-0 down at home already had five corners down 1-0 and they got a man sent off with half an hour left to go so they would have likely got that sixth corner but other than that pretty decent weekend the map one and in terms of the actual match performances themselves Bill Sheena First one of the season. I, I said to you now they're due in. <laughs> to be fair, we've been saying it for the last five or six weeks. And to be fair, it, for me, Belshina were down and out. I think the defeat against Slavia a few weeks ago, when they were two 0 up, and they lost that match three two with two late goals, really kind of sealed their fate for me. But they've gone to Energetic and they've beaten them one nil, um, which is a really really surprise result, and it's given them a kind of a ray of hope now. They're still yeah. detached at the bottom of the league, but a win's a win, and yeah. it gives them something to um, to work on. I do feel a bit sorry for them, though. They've got Bat Borisov next, so the likelihood is they're not going to... Um, They're going to build much momentum a, there, are they? No, they're not, which is a real shame. Uh, quick mention for Alex Gutov's incredible eight-game clean sheet record at Shakhtar. That came to an end on Sunday. Um, yep. They drew two all. Again, a cracking result for Shakhtar, actually. They, yeah. they went 1-0 up early on, lost two second-half goals, but they drew character to come back and claim a deserved 2 all draw. So they two kind of sit proudly at the top of the league at the moment. And in terms of the other sides doing well, Dynamo Brest, as we mentioned, are starting to tick along nicely. They've moved into third in the league. And a big shout to Neiman Grodno, who have now won four games in the spin. And they'll be my, my first tip for the weekend. We've got two games Friday, three games on Saturday, and three games on Sunday. Okay, so our first game we're going to look at, is that Friday one, FC Slutsk v Neiman Grodno? Yeah, so it's my first visit to Neiman Grodno in terms of tipping them this season. I've been kind of watching from afar. Now, they travel to Slutsk on Friday on the 5pm kickoff. Yeah. Now, it's really two sides in, constru- in contrasting form. So Slutsk have started the season really well picked up quite a few points in their opening games but they're now really on a downward spiral they are without a win now in six games 
and they've definitely kind of fallen off the wagon. They've only collected two points from their last six, and they're starting to really slide down that league, which um, isn't ideal when you've got other sides at the bottom of that league starting to perform better. So from a Sluts perspective, they are essentially playing the uh, the league's form team. Now, last weekend, Sluts lost 3-0 away at Grodia. Now, Grodia are a side who hadn't won in the previous seven matches. So to lose 3-0 there is quite, is quite damning. So, um, naming Grodno themselves, though, they've won four games in the spin, which is absolutely fantastic. They've got a chance to make it five wins in the spin. They've won two games at home, two away in those four games, scoring 10 goals. But a lot of that, though, is probably down to their 27-year-old Armenian the midfielder, Gegam Kadimian. Yes, I said that right. Really <laughs> that. So he, yeah, we think he, so. <laughs> well, I did do a Google check before we came on, so I think that's Kadimian is the way to pronounce that. I'll soon find out. I'm sure someone will tell you. <laughs> so he was signed in March from Armenian side Alice Kerr. Now, believe it or not, Alice Kerr are a side that I've seen in the flesh. I was in Armenia when St. Johnson played Alice Kerr in the Europa League uh, a few seasons ago. What was the score? Uh, I'd rather not go there. We lost 1-0 <laughs> away in about 40 degrees heat and we lost the, um, the turn match in Perth 2-1. So um, not not our proudest moment in That's Europe. That's a sore one. <laughs> we won't go there. But he's been a, an absolute revelation this season. He's um, scored seven goals so far from midfield. Now, looking at some of the English language pages, so the Shakhtar English language page has christened him the Armenian Messi. <laughs> and the small Avicii page has named him the uh, Armenian Aguero. So very, very high praise indeed. So Grodno themselves in good shape, full of confidence. They're 13 to 10 to win this match. Now, I don't normally go for outright wins in this league. And yeah, going, back, like going back to Grant's point, I'm a firm believer I would always rather take two plus goals for a team mm-hmm. rather than a team to win. But it is Belarus, and it's very volatile in terms of goals. You can get a 4-3 quite easily, but you get many games that are tight and end up kind of 1-0, 2-1, 0-0. So going to take Grodno to win this match, just based on the fact that, one, they're contrasting form. Grodno are flying at the moment, are probably the flair player in the league in Kadimian, and they've got a real opportunity to, to make it five wins in a row against a side who were hammered 3-0 last weekend by a side who Grodno had comfortably beaten 2-0 the week previously. So it's 13-10 to 10 when I posted this last night. Again, it's probably shortened. I think now it might be into 11-10, to 10, but that will definitely go off, I'd imagine, at 10-11 to 11, uh, come kick-off tomorrow. Um, now, Grodno themselves, just a quick point on Grodno, they must be the most supported team in the um, Twitter world. They've got probably four or five um, supporters clubs so having looked on on Twitter today they've got a supporters club in Sunderland they've got a Yorkshire Twitter supporters club they've got an Irish one and believe it or not there's actually a Grodno Glasgow supporters club that right, has we, 400 followers <laughs> we need we need to find where this supporters club exists <laughs> yeah, absolutely so I might need to get myself a Grodno strip so I'll be in touch with the um, name in Grodno um Authoriser. <laughs> that's the that's a gambler podcast Christmas night out sorted. Yeah, indeed it is. We'll we'll find out where that uh, supporters club is based and 
we'll crash it basically <laughs> come December, assuming we can get out in December. Uh, that's quite remarkable, actually. I mean, what's the attraction? I'm not sure. They're the um, they they play in the colours of Norwich, so that doesn't help us. We've no. got supporters clubs no. in Sunderland and in Yorkshire, and obviously in Glasgow as well. So, uh, fair play to them. Well, maybe you can set up one in Perth. Uh, St. Johnson version of the Name and Grodno supporters club. I think we need to get a St. Johnson one in Perth first before we get a Grodno <laughs> one. <laughs> ah, touche. Okay, so the next one we're going to have a look at is our old favourites, Dynamo Brest, and they play on Saturday at four. They do, so I feel like a broken record here when I speak about Dynamo Brest. Listen, how many times do we say if it's ain't broke, don't fix it. Absolutely, so again, 11 plus corners last week in their, their match. Now, that's the 13th time in 13 games, they've hit 11-plus corners. They are still the corner kings of European football. 13.5 corners per game. They are hitting 7.2 team corners per game. And at home, it's even better. They're actually hitting 8.1 corners per game at home, which is quite remarkable. Although, what I would say is, the bookies have finally cottoned on to the team corner markets by making... Dynamo Brest, I think, need to hit eight at eleven to ten at the weekend, which is which is massive um, in terms of that how high that is. So we, we yeah. don't often see that, but they've obviously clicked on that Dynamo Brest do collect quite a lot of corners. Okay, so what's the bet then? So the bet here, quite simply, there's two bets here. The bookies seem to be giving us that little bit of value, bearing in mind in their seven home games this season they've hit 13, 12, 16, 12, 17, and fourteen. So there's been 12 plus in all seven games. Mm-hmm. And we're getting four to five on there being 10. 10 okay. plus. So again, for me, this won't, absolutely, this, this won't go off at four to five or 10, 10 plus. It will probably go off as it always does at one to two or four to nine. So for me, this match should probably be four to five for 11 plus at the bare minimum. But we're actually getting four to five or 10 plus, And that's this weekend's nap. No reason not to go for that. And what I would call it again as well, as I always call out with Dynamo Brest, they do concede a high volume of corners. They've got the second highest conceded corner count in the league, and they've conceded 6.3 corners per game. And interestingly, which I really like the look at this one, they've conceded four plus in all 13 games. So with every game this season, the away side or the home side, depending on where they've been, have, have racked up at least four corners against them, okay. with 11 of those games seeing five plus. So that takes me on to the visitors, Garodia, who at the moment have the worst corners record in the league. They're only hitting three corners per game. Uh, they do concede a high volume of corners. They've actually got the second worst uh, corner performance in the league defensively. They're conceding 7.1 corners per game. So I think the 10-plus um, stacks up really well. Yeah. We expect Dynamo Brest, given their current form, um, we've obviously been performing really well three wins on the spin should rack up another win here at really really short odds I think they're two to seven to win this match however Grodia are a massive in my opinion four to five to hit just three corners so in my view no team in this league should be four to five to hit three corners especially against a side who have conceded four plus in all 13 games yeah it just doesn't make sense does it no, so I think the stats stack up well for this one. And to be honest with you, I don't think there'll be many people tipping Gorodia 
on the corners market. But I've had a lot of success over the last couple of weeks in tipping sides who are out and out underdogs, yeah. eight to one, nine to one. Yeah. But their corner stats actually stack up a lot better than the bookie suggest. Yeah, Not I so think... much the case in this one, because obviously Grodia don't get many corners, but um, I think they're more than capable here of hitting three. Yeah, and I think we've kind of discussed when it is as low as three, then any team at any ground against any other team is capable of getting three. Exactly, and they got a win last week as well against Lux to kind of stop their rot. I think they were seven games without a win. So they all got, obviously got a bit of confidence from that game. And coming to this, will be a tough game. Fully expect Dynamo Best to win this match, but the two bets on this one will be um, 10 plus corners at 4 to 5, and that's this weekend's nap. And Garodia to hit three plus corners at 4 to 5, and they're both the sky bet. Both at sky bet. Okay. And last but not least, we're going to have a look at Shakhtar Virov Brest, which is the last game of the weekend in Belarus. Yeah, so just before that one, Belshina are also in action on Sunday. Now, I purposely left out Belshina last weekend. Kind of glad I did. They still hit four corners last weekend, as they always do. Um, now, they're at home to Bat Borisov. Bat Borisov are still a really funny team in terms of corners. They don't concede too many. Um, Belshina have obviously got some really, really good stats in terms of their home performances for corners and away, to be fair. I think they've now hit four-plus corners now in their last eight matches, Boshina. So they're even money to hit four. But what I would say is, the last three or four weeks, they've only been hitting four and five. Mm-hmm. They're playing the best team in the league. And I think, on this occasion, despite them getting a great result last weekend, they're energetic uh, to get their first win of the season. I think four plus, whilst they very may well do that, and I think they, they might just sneak four, I'm going to give it a miss. Because I had a few people asking me on Twitter today about Boshina. And I just thought I'd give them a kind of take on, on that match against Bat Borisov. I suppose it gives a wee bit of perspective to the last bet there, where you know, you've know got top V bottom and it's even money for four plus corners, whereas you've got Gorodea at three plus corners at 45. Yeah, totally. So they, they do appreciate now that Bilshina um, are hitting some decent numbers. And I think overall, Bilshina probably have a better corners for record than about 10 other states in that league. Mm hmm. And the biggies are slowly uh, starting to grasp that. Mm, it's about time. Okay, so that final game then uh, that we're going to have a look at is Shakhtar Vira Brest. Yeah, so this kind of um, really gives the idea of what's going to go on the last couple of weeks personally in terms of my own bets around Team Corner. So Shakhtar are at home to Root Brest. Now, I do enjoy an underdog uh, on team corners for quite a few reasons one you tend to get really good value and secondly you're not needing big numbers uh, to be to be reached for the bet to land so at the moment I think Root Brest are 9-1 to one at Shakhtar uh, which is massive obviously yeah. now Shakhtar obviously have like an absolutely terrific season unbeaten in 9 7 wins 2 draws but they're going to have an off day at some point and I'm not suggesting that Root Brest are going to go here and win and I'm not suggesting that because Root Brest just can't score. Mm. They just don't score any goals. Um, but they do have some decent corner performances. So at the moment, Root Brest are hitting 6.1 team corners per game, which is actually the third highest in the league. And looking at their away matches, they've hit four plus in all seven games. So they've hit six, four, four, nine, four, four and seven. Mm-hmm. So looking at the markets here, Again, I don't believe anybody should be as big as five to four 
in this league to hit four corners. So Rook Brest at the moment are five to four to hit four plus, mm-hmm. which again I think is really good value. And when you think about who've also gone to Shakhtar and scored some decent corner counts, Energetic, Neman Grodno, Isloch and Doshina have all gone there and hit five plus. So Rook Brest sitting mid towards the bottom end of the table to be fair, but they do have some pretty decent corner counts and I'm going to take them to, to hit four plus at five to four. Which I think they're more than capable of doing. And is that a sky bet again? Yeah, that's sky bet again. Now, when you when the markets come out, obviously this week, to be fair to the bookies, they're actually on the ball this week. So I'm hoping that my moaning and groanings <laughs> helped. <laughs> but I think most of the markets in terms of corners was available on Tuesday, which is probably the earliest it's been now mm-hmm. in, in last few weeks, quite anyway. some time. Yeah. But other bookies are way off the mark though. They're, they're offering obviously odds in the, these games but not offering Connors market yet so there may very well be slightly better value elsewhere but in terms of looking at these initial bets and trying to get the podcast notes written and the podcast recorded Skybet are the only one offering um, those markets at that, that time okay. so again I plead if anyone can see better odds yeah. and to be fair quite a lot of folk do contact me anyway to say they found better odds at Willie Hill or Paddy Power or whatever mm-hmm. so p- please keep doing so because there may very well be uh, slightly better value elsewhere. Okay, so that final bet's five to four Rook Breast Corners in the six o'clock kickoff on Sunday. Um, okay, Grant, can you just give us a wee recap of your best bets and then we'll get Greg to do the same? Yeah, of course. So the first bet comes from the Bundesliga on Saturday in the match between Fortuna Dusseldorf and Augsburg, where I'm combining Fortuna Dusseldorf double chance alongside under. 3.5 match goals at 5-6 to six with Bet365. Staying in the Bundesliga on Saturday, I'm also going to back Hoffenheim to win in over 1.5 match goals at 17-20 to 20 with Coral. The third bet comes from the English Championship on Saturday, where I'm backing QPR to score two or more goals at 10-11 to 11 with Genting. Moving on to the, the Premier League, um, the tea time kickoff on Saturday, um, West Ham host Wills, and I'm backing Wills to score two or more goals at 6-5 with Coral. And in the same game, also going to have a, a small play, um, team news permitting, on West Ham's Adam Cresswell to be carded at 9-2 with William Hill. Yeah, and we've got three games covered from the match day 14 in Belarus. So first up on Friday, 5pm kickoff. I'm taking Neiman Grodno to beat Slutsk at 13 to 10, and that's for Skybet. Moving into Saturday in the 4pm kickoff, taking Connor Kings Dynamo Brest versus Garodia, 10 plus match corners at 4 to 5, and I'm also taking and that's this weekend's nap, and also taking Garodia to three plus team corners at 4 to 5. And moving into Sunday, the last game of the day, which always seems to be Shakhtar, um, <laughs> in the 6pm kickoff, I'm taking visitors Rook Brest to hit four or more team corners at 5-4. to four. Great stuff. So plenty of ideas for people there to get stuck into this weekend. And that's us for this week. So don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning eighty four Greg and at Slipstips, as well as following the Gambler account, which is at Gambler Tips. I'll be back 
later on this evening actually I'm going to record a, a podcast with Voice of Value who is back on the recent podcast uh, for a look ahead to Royal Ascot on Friday and Saturday so we'll keep an eye out for that and huge thanks to Grant for joining us this week again thanks Grant thanks for having me best of luck with all bets yeah good luck with your bets this weekend and thanks again to Greg for joining us and good luck with your bets Greg yes thank you good luck